All right. Uh, my name is Alan C. Uh, I'm the CEO of uh, New Kingdom Entertainment. Uh, this is my podcast, Be Quiet, Grown Folks is Talking. This is uh, first season, fifth episode. Uh, I don't know everything, but I do know a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I'm perfectly imperfect. I don't know everything. So with that being said, um, it took me a long time to do this uh, fifth podcast because I didn't know what subject I wanted to cover or uh, what what I wanted to comment on or who I was going to interview. And uh, it took it took a long time for me to pick this one, but I think it's a good one because it segues into a lot of things that's going on right now. And also one of the main reasons that I started this podcast, uh, I started this podcast because I was very concerned about our school system and the school to prison pipeline, which is a very real thing. And, you know, once you see this video, I'm going to talk about quite a few things, this video and other things concerning this video that's very important to my people, people that I know, people that I care about, uh, my community, uh, where I grew up, where I live now. Uh, I'm just very concerned about the fact that we're not really paying attention to the things that we need to pay attention to. And like I said, I'm going to comment on this video after I, I play it. Um, hope if you were listening to me or watching me, you listen to this video or watch this video and then listen to my discussion after it. It has been another week in America, which means it's been another week of black people being harassed or killed by the police. And by now, Everybody's aware of what happened to Dante Wright and Lieutenant Nazario. And although each incident ended very differently, they both began the same way. It's the same way that many of these encounters begin, with a traffic stop. And for black people in America, these traffic stops are scarier than any Jordan Peele movie. Driving while black. In many U.S. cities, police officers are pulling black drivers over at a much higher rate than white drivers. Black drivers are far more likely than white ones to have guns pointed at them by police, to be detained, handcuffed, searched, and arrested. Those blue and red cherries come on behind you. You all of a sudden get a tingle. Your heart starts to race, even when you know you've done nothing. There is not a moment that goes by when police are uh, riding behind me where I don't fear being pulled over. The fear of driving while black is always present, even in life's happier moments. Like when Rona Vega's 18-year-old son, Teji, won a car on The Price is Right. It was so surreal. So much joy and excitement. And then reality set in. My 18-year-old black Latino son does not need a car. And what's going to be the problems that he's going to encounter? God damn. Think about how messed up it is that the only way a black person would be happy about winning a car on The Price is Right is if it came with a white person to drive it for them. I mean, no one should be afraid that they'll be killed because of something they won on The Price is Right, other than maybe one of those pontoon boats. Those things are death traps. I'm pretty sure you're only allowed to drive them if you're drunk. But this just shows you how getting behind the wheel is a very different experience for black people in America. 
It's why Vin Diesel is always the main character in Fast and the Furious movies. You can't have Tyrese pulled over for a busted taillight when you're trying to drive out of a skyscraper. And you might be thinking, well, if you're so scared of being pulled over, then don't do anything wrong. Yeah, but let's be honest, people. America's laws always give the police an excuse to pull someone over. Oh, I think you were going too fast. I think you were going too slow. Oh, your seatbelt, your taillight, your license plate, your registration, not signaling, tinted windows. And nothing is more suspicious than someone breaking zero rules in their car. Ooh, cops will pull you over instantly. Sir, I couldn't help noticing that you were driving perfectly and that was a little suspicious to be honest. Why don't you go ahead and pop the trunk? But it's not just traffic stops. Every encounter between a police officer and a black person is fraught with danger. In fact, there's something in black families called the talk. And I don't know if my white viewers know about this. I mean, maybe it's one of those things that black people do that you've never heard of before. You know, like laying edges or putting plastic bags on your Jordans when it rains. But believe me, every black family knows what the talk is. We call it the talk, a discussion black parents have had with their children for generations. A conversation that you and I have to have that, that it is tantamount to their survival. Alerting children about interactions with police where body language, tone of voice, word choice, and other factors in certain circumstances can lead to arrest or worse. At some point, you will get pulled over, and here is how you act. Put your hands on the, uh, on the steering wheel, uh, make sure the lights are on. Don't do anything without police uh, permission. Ask before you get your registration. You don't question and challenge the police officers like everybody else can. You guys just have to be a little wiser in terms of how you communicate and not agitate the situation any more than it is. Submit, obey, come home. The talk will always happen in black households. You have the talk about the birds and the bees, and then you have to talk about how to deal with law enforcement. That's right, police violence is such a threat that somehow the most uncomfortable talk you have to have with your kids is the one where you don't use the word semen. And look, I know that all parents talk to their kids about how to stay safe, but for black people, it's specifically about staying safe from the police, the people whose job is supposedly to keep them safe. The police talk simply isn't something that occurs in white households. I mean, if it did, it would be a very different conversation. Okay, now, honey, if you ever get pulled over by a police officer, what do you do? You look him in the eye and you say, do you know who I am? And then he'll apologize and he'll let you be on your way. <laughs> and by the way, it's not like kids hear the talk when they're 18. The saddest part about this talk is that because police have a history of treating even eight-year-olds like adults who have committed heinous crimes, parents have to give the talk to their kids when they are extremely young. As a mom, I've always taught my children to, you know, be strong, say what you want to say, you know, there's freedom of speech, and I'm telling you to do just the opposite. I hated to have that with a 10-year-old, but I gotta do what was necessary. Eight years old, you didn't think that was kind of young for it? Oh, I absolutely think it's young, um, but not too early. We've talked about it ever since he became about four and a half feet tall. <laughs> so it's been years now. If you wait until somebody's 12, 13, and 14 to put that on them, it's, it's really, it can be really difficult. It's definitely wrong that we have to go through this, but also like we have to remember we have to take it in stride if we want to get to where we want to be in life. If uh, I don't listen and understand, I could potentially be one of those in a video. We actually have a line that we do at our house. We practice this thing. What is it? I'm Ariel Sky Williams. I'm eight years old. 
I am unarmed and I have nothing that will hurt you. An eight-year-old girl, people. What's even more wild than an eight-year-old having to memorize a script to interact with the police is the fact that a fully grown armed and armored police officer would feel threatened by an eight-year-old girl. I can tell you, I haven't felt threatened by an eight-year-old since I was like, I don't know, 15. <laughs> I was a very small child. You know, when you think about it, black people have more education around policing than actual police. Like, no cop starts training at eight years old. I mean, maybe kids play cops and robbers, but that's actually terrible training, you know? Because I've never seen a cops and robbers game that ends in a peaceful arrest. Yeah, they're just raining pew, pew, pews all around the neighborhood. So, we know that black people know what's at stake and have methods of how to handle being pulled over by the police. But the talk still hasn't been able to prevent police violence against black people. So, maybe it's not black people who need a talk about how to act around the police. Maybe, just maybe, police need a talk about how to act around black people. All right, so there's quite a bit to unpacked about that video. Um, I can relate to that video because I've recently been in the situation where I've had to have, have the talk with my son. And, you know, I've had to tell him that he had to be careful because of his size, he's my son is 12 and he weighs 200 pounds. He's a good sized kid, but he's 12 years old. He's not grown, but people see him as being a man. I had somebody else say, say he looks like a man. And I already, I already knew this. I already knew this was gonna happen because I, I never really had nobody uh, have to talk with me, but. I grew up in the street, you know, I was in the street a lot. So I understood that I had to conduct myself in, in a certain manner. Uh, I was taught that I got that lesson from the police uh, when I was like about 16. You know, I got arrested for disorderly conduct just for asking a police a question about what he was doing. He was doing something and, and I questioned it and he arrested me and had me for disorderly conduct. And, you know, disorderly conduct is, is, is not a crime, it's a violation, but you can't, uh, you can't challenge it. If a cop says you're disorderly, you're disorderly. And, and that's kind of crazy. Um, but that's why, you know, we, our children, we have been, we have gotten to a place where we just accept shit. Like we just like, say, oh, that's the way it is. So, you know, you have to do what you have to do to, nah, that's, it shouldn't be like that. You know, I, people say, oh, there's, uh, there shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to have a choice between uh, two, two evils. Like, you know, one evil being worse than the other. You know, you shouldn't have to, they, they say that when it's politics and stuff like that, but they don't see that when it's everyday life. You, you know, you have to choose between two evils. And I, I don't think you, you should have to. I don't think you should have to uh, become 
like become a slave again, become self-serving because um, because of the color of your skin. Um, I don't know what makes people that have any type of authority. And sometimes it be our own people be the worst ones that think they have some sort of power over somebody. They can tell somebody what to do, where to go, where to be, how to act, how to think. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when, when, when a cop talks to you and tells you that you're not listening to him and, and, and be quiet and, 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 and uh, do as I say, like you a slave. Like, I, I wonder what makes them think they can do that. I, I think that's what makes them think that they still think that you, that we, they basically society, American society still think that we are slaves. They really do. You you got cops, even though they don't understand the law, they're law enforcement and they don't understand the law. And how do we tolerate that? How is that tolerated? How is that okay? How, how in what realm of, of reality does any of that make any sense? And there's a lot of things going on in this world that makes no sense at all. And we just are sitting back and just letting it rock and roll. And we're saying, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, that's not our problem. That's not our business. This, that, and the third. And, and it, it's all our problem. It's all our business. It's like I, I try to tell people, like, like, we allow them to separate history, Black history and history, which is, which is truly insane because... There is no history without the black man. Black history is history. We are history. Our our genetic, our genes, our blood runs deep. It is it is at the beginning of time. It is it is history. And 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 when we allow them to say, you know, to just well, we got a month black history, really, really, like I uh, I, I just and and we just sit there and it's you know. Whatever. And, 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 and I'm just like, at my age, I've been seeing this for so long and, and it's becoming so clear now because of this age of information, there's so much information out there. Sometimes I think I get too much information. Sometimes I think I'm exposed to too many points of view, to too many uh, uh, situations of reality and too many things that are going on in this world right now. So I realized I, I started this podcast to protect my son and not only protect my son, but also to give me an outlet to express this, to, to, to talk about the, the things that I'm seeing that's going on in this world. And a lot of it just don't make any sense. And I'm just a little tired. Like we have to start doing things like, you know, we complain about, you know, uh, 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 politicians and you know democrats and republicans and there ain't no difference and this that and the third and actually that's that's true but but it's only true because there's a lot of politicians that claim to be democrats or progressive and they're not really democrats or progressives and when 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 democrats get out of line and and, and people want to just like like Joe uh, uh cinema and mansion, like they're just doing this. They're just two of the. They're the only ones that feel the way they feel and, and is doing what they're doing. No, there's a whole lot more Democrats that are that are supporting them fools, allowing them to do what they're doing, allowing them to stop the things that's happening. And and we're all sitting back, allowing 
the things to happen too. We're allowing our voting rights to be taken. And I don't understand for the life of me why women ain't in the streets all the time, every day. And I know they have been, and I know they, they I hope they are going to, but I, <laughs> I'm i like, <laughs> when, when are they gonna be in the streets? Like they taking away your women's rights and, and it's just bananas. And once again, this ties into a lot of things because I also have a problem with people thinking that it's all right for women to compete against men just because they have transitioned, they've, 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 they've changed their gender and, 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 you know, they're, they're considered women. Now they call themselves women and all that, you know, but on, in, in reality, in all reality and all truth, they are still men. And the fact that we, we have a situation just recently in the Olympics, they allowed a male uh, to compete in the list, uh, transgender, uh, 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 female, male, uh, transgender uh, uh, person to compete in the uh, Olympics uh, against women. And then they denied a real woman, a real woman, uh, African female, to compete because she had too much testosterone. They wouldn't let her compete, but they allowed a, a, a transgender male to compete against in, in Olympics. I like make that make sense. Make that make sense. There's all the studies, all the studies in the world, because I, I looked it up, I did my research, and every study says, that, and they, ha they haven't been that many studies, they haven't even been that enough studies, but the ones that have already says that they have an unfair advantage, that especially within the first year or two, they still, they're still men, even though they may be taking hormone shots and they may have even got the surgery or whatever, they are still men physically. Their bone structure, their mass, they're still men and they're, they're still gonna be faster and stronger than a woman. So why would you let them compete against women? women? Why, why, why is that okay? How in any universe, in any reality, is that, does that make sense? And I'm not homophobic. I, I don't care what you do in your bedroom. I don't care what I don't I don't really care. That's your business. That is your business. But when it comes to you decide now that you you was a male, you want to become a female, you are female or whatever, whatever the situation is, but you was born a male, and you think that even you should know within yourself that it's not okay for you to be competing against females. You within yourself should know that you have an unfair advantage and you shouldn't be competing against females. And I have a daughter, I have several daughters, but I have a young daughter. She's becoming athletic. She's playing basketball. She's playing a little tennis and stuff like that. And I'd be damned if I want to see her compete against a man. When she, if she decides to take this to another level and do it in school and you know, what, whatever, I don't think she should be competing against nothing but feet, uh, female that was born female is a female and and that's what it is like i don't know like like it just doesn't make sense to me no way shape form or fashion and 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 there's all there's too many uh studies right now there's not too many there's a few studies right now that says that and i i before i even saw those studies i knew it in my in my just common sense 
I knew that it didn't make sense that they do have an unfair advantage. And why would you do that? Now, I don't care about the bathroom thing. You can use whatever bathroom you want to. That I don't care about. But this one thing right here doesn't make sense. And just like they, like somebody said, I forgot who said it. And um, Dr. Richie said, somebody said it to him. And I don't know if you know who Dr. Richie is, but you will know about him because I'm going to uh, I'll comment on some of his videos. But he said, just because it's legal, don't make it right. And just because it's right, don't mean that it should be legal. We get that shit confused sometimes. We get that shit confused sometimes. And sometimes we go too far to please people that are other. Like, like people that are others should be recognized, should have their rights, should have be, be treated just as fairly as everybody. But they shouldn't have no more rights than anybody else. And I feel like letting a transgender male or female compete against women ain't right. You can't justify it. You can't like make it right. You, you, it's no way that you can make it right. Um, it's the same thing. They also know we people may not know. Once again, I'm gonna take it back to our school and having to talk because I had to have the talk with my son in school and tell him when he gets in trouble in school. I had to tell him. I said, when you get in trouble, you anywhere, you don't say nothing else. You sit your ass down and you tell him, call my father. You don't, you don't answer no questions. You don't say nothing. You sit down and you tell, you tell, you tell whoever, whatever the situation is, whoever's in charge or whatever, call my father. Because anything that you do and anything you say will be used against you and will be, be twisted and will be, be uh, 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 spun to make you look like you're a criminal. And it's sad that I had to tell them that. And, and the reason why schools are allowed to get away with that is because they have a, a, a policy in schools now called zero tolerance. In other words, any, any behavior that's not strictly what they tell you to do in school, if you're not moving exactly like they tell you, when they tell you, and how they tell you, they can criminalize that behavior. Anything that you do that's outside the parameters of, of their policies and their, because that's another thing that people don't understand. Policy is not law. Law trumps policy. So if you make a policy that goes against federal law, that goes against the Constitution, it's not legal. It, it does, you don't have to listen to it. It, it, doesn't, it, 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 it's, it doesn't really mean anything. But people don't understand that because you got to understand at one time there was a policy that blacks had to sit at the back of the bus. It was a policy that black had to only drink at certain water fountains. It's, 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 it's all sorts. Police use all sorts of policies to 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 disenfranchise, to, to take away our rights, to violate us. See, because at the end of the day, culture will eat policy alive. That's what Dr. Richie's saying. He says it all the time, and I believe it. He's exactly right. Culture will eat policy up, and policy is not law. Get that straight. You can film, like, like it's, 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 it's incredible that you got law enforcement officers that don't load, load the law, don't understand. They, they swear an oath. And they don't even understand what they swore to. They, they have no clue because when a cop tells you that you have to do what he says without telling them why or, 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 or he tells you 
that you have to give him your I, you have to give him your ID because he asked you. He can't tell you, he can't articulate a crime that you committed or you about to commit it. You, you have done nothing. A cop can't just walk up to you and ask you for your ID and you have to give it to him. Because once again, that makes you a slave. That means when they walk up to you and ask you for your ID, they're asking you for your freedom papers. They're asking you, you know, to identify that you are actually a free citizen. That you like, and 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 if you have not committed a crime, you're not, you haven't escaped from jail or something like that. You're a free citizen. You are free to go about your business. You're free to take public, to take pictures in public, to take videos in public, to do. Whatever you want in public, as long as you not bother nobody and, and commit no crime, and taking pictures of taking or taking videos in public, especially of public servants, it's not a crime. But I can show you hundreds of videos where you see cops acting like it's a crime and treating people like okay, actually arresting people and 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 brutalizing people under the guise of 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 of. of they're not uh, listening. They're not. They're not doing what they're told. They're not ideeing. Like really, and 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 this is okay. This is going on every single day, and especially like they were just talking about uh, uh, traffic stops. That is, I I understood when that dude said, when you see that, when you see them lights behind you, you automatically tense up. You automatically. I I'm there every day. Every day that I drive. Every day that I drive, I'm looking for the blue red lights behind me. And, and it's, you know, it doesn't even make no sense that we that we that we are living like that in this day and time. It don't make no sense that 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 uh, uh, a Supreme a Supreme Court nominee was treated like a piece of garbage because she was female and black. And her qualifications, the fact that she was she was more than qualified, meant nothing to conservatives, to, to Republicans, to all them white men. In there. And then you, you even have one black man, him too. Like y'all, y'all are just sorry for the way y'all treated that woman. And, and I'm just so glad y'all couldn't stop her from becoming uh, a mem uh, associate justice with SCOTUS. And it and it is historic. It is historic that she she's there. And these are the kind of things that we should be paying attention to, and not 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 the fact that that's that that uh, what happened at the Oscars. That that shit ain't important. And it's a damn shame. I had to I had I had to argue with a family member. I went back and forth with a family member about that shit for a minute, and 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 I came to realize that like. This guy was so invested in this thing. You would have thought Jada cheated on him and that Will has smacked him. You And I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? You can't be like, you know, you ready to go to war. You ready to cause a problem. Because when I told him, if we keep discussing this and you keep like, you know, saying, you know, saying what you're saying, this is going to get ugly. That shit didn't matter to him. He was he went, he was too interested in, in what Jada and Will was doing. He had all these pictures of them and, and everything that they've done for the last 20 years or whatever. And I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> but I just like, I just wish we would, we would concentrate on, on we need to be concentrated. We need to make sure that the, the, the Republicans don't get back a hold of the, um, of the, uh, 
uh, House of Representatives of the House, if they get hold of the House and 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 they get control of the Senate, it's going to be hell. And then that's going to almost guarantee that Trump gets re reelected. And if that happens, you know, like it's it's the lesser of two evils, man. It just is. And I know Democrats haven't done what they were supposed to do. You know, they haven't done everything that they said they was going to do. But I do know one thing. All those things that they were talking about were good things. You know, that Build Back Better is, is a good thing. You know, uh, uh, the, you know all that's in it, the town tax credit and, 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 you know, all it's just all that's in there is good. It's good for the general public. The one that they did pass only benefits big business. And that's why I passed. And this 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 one that would help us and help regular people, that's why it's not passing. And unless we elect some more Democrats, and not just Democrats, because every Democrat ain't a Democrat, like they say, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Same thing with all Democrats ain't really Democrats. We have to elect progressive Democrats. And for me, I'm gonna be promoting that. Like I figure that's what you know. I've been struggling with what I was going to do on this podcast. And now I have a, 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 a definite path that I'm going to follow. And I'm going to be presenting these, these progressive Democrats to, a, because there's a, there's a, 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 a um, TYT. I don't know if you, the young Turks, I don't know if any of you are familiar with that, but that's an organization that they're dedicated to uh, getting progressive Democrats elected. And those are the people that, that are going to do, what we want to do. Anybody else is, is just a politician and all politicians are full of shit. That's my take on it. I'm done.